Hello and welcome to another episode of the Universe's Greatest Ever Parenting Podcast. This is Overly Honest Dads. My name's Matt, I'm your host, and I'm joined, as always, by my podcast pals, Magnus. Hi, guys. And John. Hello, hello. And so we're coming to you from UK's lockdown number three. Hey! We are in total, complete, utter lockdown. How are you feeling about that, boys? Oh, set me a light and let me run down the street like the guy in Family Guy. I, I yeah, it's fun. I don't think you'll be able to do that. Isn't that against lockdown rules? Yeah, you don't even like no, that yeah. one today. I bet you've already been out once today, haven't haven't you? Yeah, gone for a run this morning. So yeah. So your self immolation will have to wait until tomorrow yeah, we'll have to if wait. you want to comply with the law. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. what what a what a just catastrophe of a leadership we have at the moment in the UK. I mean, I um. Yeah, a bit depressing. I don't know. They've kept they've kept nurseries open, and I'm happy about that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Childcare is uh, is available as well, and I'm uh, I'm liking that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because otherwise, I'd be working like US hours, just like starting at two two p.m. in the afternoon and working till ten or something, just so we can balance the yeah. childcare. So I'm happy uh-huh. we're not doing that. Um, uh, but yeah, let, let's get into dad news. Um, and so, for anyone who's not joined us before, dad news is where we give you an update on our life as dads in the last week, and then later on, we're going to do an extended world of parenting today. We're going to start off uh, by telling you the story of Bean Dad, uh, which has been an internet sensation <laughs> over the last few days. And then we'll go into the standard world of parenting section, where our jester John will give us a nonsense story, and our boffin Magnus will give us a science story. And then we'll round off with "Am I being unreasonable?" and John is taking away with that taking us away with dad news so let's go john yep so perfect rock into what we were just talking about actually so lockdown schools are closed um and the the fire in me today is insane and and i and Uh-oh. i promise i'm not going to be as bad as i was last week because i was a little drunk and i used the c word a little much i will not do that this <laughs> week but i will say that i am on fire in anger um the situation we're in at the moment is we have three kids as you guys know um and where we're at at the moment is that initially when we did the first lockdown we got emailed documents of things that the kids needed to study through so I printed that out or got it on their ipad and crack on and you teach them and and off you go now they got them on zoom calls back to back all flipping day that means that I'm back-to-back on Zoom calls. They're back-to-back on Zoom calls as my wife's going crazy. And there is no, like, and, and the thing that winds me up the most is the fact that they haven't got one classroom doing that. They got the whole year. So you're talking about four classrooms with one teacher. All the kids on Zoom. Are you serious? I, I am not joking. So and what, what numbers are we talking about here? We're talking, well, Chris's class, I think there is 15 of them. Hmm. So you're talking about 60 kids, 60 kids on a Zoom call. And the uh, like, it, it, it just winds me up because I'm just sitting there looking at what they need to study. And some of these kids are stupid as hell asking stupid questions. And the problem is you have to sit with them because your kids don't know how to use Zoom. You're still teaching them how to use Zoom. So I, me and my wife are going crazy. And I am, Matt, following on from what you said, guess what I'm asking my boss tomorrow? Well, if I can work American hours. Because in the morning, my wife can't handle it. It's ridiculous. I mean, they put us in a situation where you just can't handle the situation. It's like, oh, you got to make sure your kids are studying. Put them on Zoom calls back to back. And I'm talking literally back to back. With they can't even get lunch properly. They have lunch for about half an hour, and off they go. They're back Hang on another call. This all right. So I'm I'm not familiar with what they're doing, how they're teaching kids now. So you're saying that your your son is on a Zoom call? Yep. From nine o'clock through to 3.30, Different Zoom less. calls, different links every time for every different other hour. Different Zoom calls. Yeah. But what, 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 what about like quiet time to study or, or to internalise what's been spoken about? None are you joking? That, you're not, you're shaking your head. Are you, are you, are you kidding me? But nope. that, that, that sounds like they're not going to learn anything. No, of course not. And, and, and the problem is you sit there 
and, and and there's such a delay because like right between us some of these kids are so like stupid <laughs> some of the questions that come out of them it delays things so much because you're not just talking about the 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 slightly higher classes you're talking about the higher education classes and the lower education classes all mixed up so you've got kids that already know quite a few things and kids that don't know anything and you're you're getting questions from all sides and it just delays things and i'm just i'm just sitting there it's just like how is any family going to be able to cope with this i mean for us we've got three kids my my bosses hopefully will give me a bit of a break and let me work american hours this week and next week but the reality is my wife and I being at risk, we're going to be, you know, kind of set up for being screwed until, you know, we get a vaccine and we're able to send them to school because we're going to have to be locked up. So the anger in me is through the roof. I'll be honest. I'm I'm really, really mad about the, the way things are organized. Um, yeah. But there you go. That's my week. On a positive note, I got my date. I got a text message that I will have my vaccine before the 15th of February. Oh, I'm a happy wow. boy about. Which means I don't have to wait till March. But uh, but yeah, bit bit sucky to put it. That's nicely. a shame. I was hoping COVID would get you. But, Matt, I, I was going to say I love you and, and everything, but you know, go fuck yourself, bitch. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to use a c word. You're pushing me, Matt. You're pushing me. You know, I remember when when you were supposed to be shielding and you used to nip out. And my fingers crossed. <laughs> Bit of exposure. (laughs) Magnus, why don't you give us your dad news? Hopefully it's a little bit less less ranty. Uh, Yeah, well, it it is. It is. Um, Hey, the positive Magnus. We're swapping roles, bitch. (laughs) Well, uh, well, it's it's more so just a a fact of life right now. My my kid is still a nutcase, especially when she misses a nap, as I've said before. But also normally. (laughs) That being said, she remains on this absolutely exponential trajectory of advancing her speech. And maintaining this bloody aptitude to mischief that the little so-and-so for real um now one thing we have been getting a lot more of recently is that she she laughs at so much like everything is fun and happy and joyous to her and i'm really pleased that she's happy and what's happening around her is not affecting her um she's going to be two in three weeks damn yeah, I can't believe how long we've been in lockdown, man. Damn, that seems. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Yeah, twenty first of January is when uh, she will be two, uh, and so we're we're looking forward to that milestone. But um, everything else is is planning good. a big you know, party. She... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the front room, yeah. <laughs> all three of us. You know? Yeah, a big old Mate, collective. Uh, there is yes. one thing you haven't mentioned. There's something that's happened this week you got to talk about, man. Oh, what me starting work. Hey, there you go. Yay. Yeah, starting a new job. Yeah, I'm I'm liking it. Good. It's, it's fun. Yeah. Good. It is good. You're yeah. saying that because it's the first there's week. There's nothing really much to it. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, there, there, there's definitely an exchange of, of my service for money units. Uh, and that's that's the kind of equilibrium I like. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, the coffee machine, by the way, guys, the goddamn coffee machine is hot. That's a whole uh-huh. different ball game. To think, I just, I can't get my head around every every morning when I wake up and I grind my coffee. When and I, I wake up, process wake is up. really fun, man. And then you taste it, and it's like, oh, that is that that that's that's heaven in a cup. So, um, yeah, good, good. Yeah. How about you, Matt? Wow, that was smooth. Um, just, <laughs> we keep ruining it. I like, doing this on the, smooth like butter. On the on the subject of coffee, I've just been finishing a. Uh, a batch of Jamaica Blue Mountain coffee. Which that, if, you've ne- oh. if you've never tried it, it's like by, I think by weight, the most expensive coffee in the world or like one of the more, more expensive coffees in the world. And it's very, very tasty. It's quite light. So if you like a dark roast, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but it's so smooth. It almost has no bitterness to it at all. Um, uh-huh. Very tasty. It's only grown in a very select part of Jamaica. Um, mm. And so there's not much coffee. I think it was tw- it's 25 pounds for like 250 grams or something. Really? So okay. All right. That's yeah. premium coffee right there. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. But I mean, that's still like maybe two, three pounds a cup and that's making it at home. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I mean, for, for me, the last week has been fairly uneventful. We've started back at work. Amelie has gone back to nursery. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, nurseries are staying open. So we're happy about that. Apparently, on the Walthamstow Parents Facebook group that my wife goes on, a lot of parents have been complaining that nurseries are open. But I think they're pretty much exclusively kids, uh, parents whose kids go to school. And so I think they're yeah. really just a bit jealous that, yeah. um, <laughs> that, uh, that early years. We're kids... having the same thing. Yeah. We're having the same thing. 
Yeah. Um, People like to moan, man. Yeah. <laughs> After I, my ranting. Uh, Amni had a really, really funny me- uh, meltdown last night, though. <laughs> Was it last night or the night before? So you know about toddlers, the great thing about them is that they have random meltdowns that you don't see coming and, that, and they get so distraught <laughs> and, and, and annoyed. So um, yeah. we were changing Amelie's nappy um, and about to get her ready for bed. And um, my, my wife got a wet wipe out to do the cleaning part and then... Amelie got up, stole the wet wipe, and ran out of the bedroom naked and went to <laughs> and was was at the top of the stairs and then threw the wet wipe off the stairs uh, off the, off the off the side onto the stairs, which she couldn't get to because obviously there's a a barrier in the way. And then she looked at the wet wipe and just burst into tears. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And she was because the wet wipe was lost. She was inconsolable. Uh, like yeah. really, like this was a good few minute meltdown of like yeah. trying to hug her and be like, "It's okay, it's okay, Amelie, it's okay." Here's Baby Yoda. Why didn't you give Baby Yoda a cuddle? Um, <laughs> just anything to stop the meltdown. Uh, but no, other you know, really, it's just standard life really now. Yeah. Um, and I think. Usually January and February are times where not much happens. You know, pe- people stop drinking, people stop eating meat. Maybe. Yeah, right. Um, not this year. If you're doing J- J- January this year, you're you're fucking insane. Um, I'm just <laughs> going to put it out there. Um, I, as I say, with a glass of Guinness in my hand. Uh, but yeah, so n- not a great deal to report. And I imagine there the might not be over the next few months, but we'll try and make it interesting here on Overly Honest Dads, regardless of the events in this thankless, horrendous world. Um, and so that will be the end of Dad News. So when we come back, we're going to take you on a journey through the world of being dad. So be back in a moment for that. Welcome back to Overly Honest Dads, and it's time for an extended version of World of Parenting, because this week there's been a parenting story that has taken the internet by storm. There's countless think pieces, thousands upon thousands of tweets. What could I be referring to? It could only be Bean Dad. Um, So, I believe... Can can I interject? What? You stole my shit, man. I wanted to use this for, for like my story, but I'm well, going to cry a little bit on the side because you're nicking it. But, you know, you know, it is an important story. Hey, 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 we're a team. We're a team. So we're not do, 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 we're not stealing anything from each other. I'll take one for the team, Matt. <laughs> uh, well, you, you enjoy it, so it's, it's hardly punishment. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, baby. So Bean Dad, I think we, a lot of people have heard uh, uh, the gist of this story, um, but we're going to take you through... Uh, the whole thing, really, and talk about uh, our thoughts about it all. So the whole thing about Bean Dad came about because a guy called John Roderick put some tweets about an experience that he had trying to teach, or more accurately, not teach his daughter how to use a tin opener. Um, so you both heard of this, Magnus and John, right? Yes. I actually haven't. This is completely new to me. Okay, but John, have you read the actual tweets or have you just read the, the, the story? No, I read itself? the article on the BBC. Okay, so what I'll do is I'll take you through the tweets. He posted these up on the 2nd of January. Now, to give you a bit of background about Bean Dad, um, so he's, his name is John Roderick. He is a musician and a podcaster. Uh, he's uh, he's in America uh, and originally from Seattle. And so, and yeah, so he regularly podcasts. He's a former musician and earlier this week he put some tweets out there into the world and so we're going to read a few at a time and then get our thoughts on on what we think as we go so the first tweet reads as follows so yesterday my daughter nine was hungry and i was doing a jigsaw puzzle so i said over my shoulder make some baked beans she said how like all kids do when they want you to do it so i said open a can and put it in a pot she bought me the can and said open it how With a can opener, I said, incredulous. She bought me the can opener and we both stared at it. I realised I'd never taught her how to use it. Most cans now have pull tops. I felt like a dope. What kind of apocalypse father doesn't teach his kid how to use a manual can opener? Now, the phrase apocalypse father there should ring alarm bells for anyone. Uh, He can't spell, can he? Come on, man. So the next tweet reads, so I said, how do you think this works? She studied it and applied it to the top of the can sideways. She struggled for a while and with a big dramatic sigh said, will you please just open the can? Apocalypse dad was overjoyed. A teaching moment just dropped in my lap. I said, the little device is designed to do one thing, open cans. 
Study the parts, study the can, figure out what the can opener inventor was thinking when they tried to solve this problem. The can opener is also a bottle opener, but I explained that this part wasn't relevant. So we're about a quarter of the way through. How are we feeling? So Magnus, actually, I'll let you go first before I comment. <laughs> well, for, first of all, uh, he's definitely a wanker because he's a podcaster. Yes. Now, uh, yes. Second of all, apocalypse dad. I'm cringing here. Like I'm, I'm. I really. I don't like that. That's really. That's really, really cringe. Uh, apocalypse dad. What does that mean? I think it means someone who makes sure these kids have life skills so that they could survive the apocalypse. So that they're equipped to deal with the real world, not just the digital world. That's what I'm taking from it. So, like, they could light a fire. Uh, they could cook a meal. They could uh, clean. They could ensure they had clean water. You know, and they have a bug out bag ready, that kind of stuff. Because you know, there's a big movement about people who have bug out bags and they're ready for the apocalypse. Yeah. That's a real thing. Preppers. Yeah. So, John, John, you got your hand up? No, I, I've got a go bag. Oh, do you? Yeah, I've got a go bag. If anything was to happen, I've got a bag we can pick up. It's got like a day's change for the whole family and stuff. But it's. And it's got a huge deal there in it as well, doesn't it, John? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that from? What the fuck, man? Jesus. I did not see that coming. Just like the deal that I sat on. Um, <laughs> no, but I, um, yeah, we got a go back. I mean, I'm like, I just sort of used to, we've had floods in Italy where I grew up, and it's just kind of the thing you have in a house. I mean, I, that's where I grew up. Now, when I read the story, I'll be honest, he kept saying can, John, can, the, can. This is blatantly because you don't trust the law. Don't trust the law? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm pretty I sure you have a bug out bag. I don't know why I don't trust the law. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you have a bug out bag because you think that maybe you'll do something one day and the police will be after you. You need to get out of there quick time. Mate, police comes to my house. Um, you know, I, I don't think... I, 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 I've got a lot of John black is bags. holding up an axe. Who no, has I'm not a, holding an axe up. by the... What are you talking about? Who has an axe by, by, by the desktop? I don't. John does. This I is don't. what I mean. This is why you Weirdo. just qualify. This is why you have a bug out bag. Uh, no, but... Uh, so, to be honest, I grew up in a place where there's floods, there's landslides. You have a go bag because if anything shit happens... You want to make sure you got something with you, um, and and that's literally a north of Italy in the mountains. It happens. Um, so when I read the article, again coming where I come from, where I grew up, and bit of wilderness, and I grew up with a forest next to my house and all the rest of it, I thought, what a dumb kid doesn't know how to use a fucking can opener. <laughs> that's the first thing that came to mind. And I'm sure by the time I was nine, if not before, I knew how to use a can opener. But I've, as I'm got, reading this agree, guy man. this guy and the way he's going about it, I'm just thinking, you're a bit of a dick, aren't you? You just want to be like a bit bit of a show off on the internet, aren't you? Just to start but off it, your it, you it know, also your makes podcast, sense though. why why she hasn't learned it, because he's probably not someone he's not he's probably not an approachable father. No, yeah. he doesn't sound like it. He sounds like a dick in general that is not approachable to normal human beings, let alone kids that need yeah. a bit of loving. And we've only just started, so let's get on with uh, yeah. a few more of these tweets. So it uh, goes as follows. I went back to my jigsaw puzzle. She was next to me grunting and groaning, trying to get in the thing. I should say that spatial orientation, process visualization, and order of operation are not things that she intuits. I knew this would be a challenge, but it was a rainy weekend. Eventually, she collapsed in a frustrated heap. I said, explain the parts. She said, this little wheel is meant to cut. These gears turn the wheel when you spin the handle. The other wheel looks like a gear, but isn't. She couldn't figure out the clamping step, a key element. I said, the tool is made to be pleasing, but it doesn't have any superfluous qualities. Everything that moves does so for a reason. She said, I hate you. I'm sure she believes we're, we're with you on that one. <laughs> I'm sure what she believes shit, that she man. does. I said, Do you understand everything except how the tool addresses a can? She sighed. At this point, she said, I don't want baked beans and marched off. Apocalypse Dad went into full the road mode. Sweetheart, neither of us will eat another bite today until we get into this can of beans. She screamed, Ah! like Lucy Van Pelt. She read a book for a while. Soon she was back at the can. The top was all dented now, the lip of the can practically serrated from failed attempts. We studied the tool some more. She really wanted it to be orientated up and down and across the can. The sideways orientation is very counterintuitive. She was fixated on orientating the tool in a few configurations and couldn't imagine other possibilities. I compared the can opener with other tools. By now we were working on anger management and, pers- and perseverance too. She suggested she open the can with a ha- hammer. There were tears. No, okay, okay, that last bit was kind of funny, I've got to admit. <laughs> Whacking it. 
beans on toast <laughs> bring out the mallet uh yeah no, that's that's angering dude and yeah so it, is, not heard it really this. is i have not heard this why no. first of all why would he shame his daughter to that level and <sighs> and be so fucking pseudo intelligent about it what a so he's a bully that's what he sounds he's a bully he's, he's a bully a, he's a guy he's a that got he got bullied at school and now he wants to bully people that are below him that's what he's like and it, and it sounds wow. like he sounds like someone we worked for at one point just people like to bully people because they got shit in life and they like to give it to other to, to people that are weakened them when they have the opportunity that's literally what it sounds like i'll be honest Matt, old man. i read the article and i was a bit mad hearing the tweets dude you, you don't want me to use the C word this week, but you're pushing it, honestly. Yeah, this yeah. This guy real, really real. is, I, I really like is a well. piece of work. He's uh, really but are we, are we going to discuss his statement? Oh, okay, no, halfway through. Are we going to yeah. dis- discuss his statement at the end? Uh, we, we, we can do. Yeah. Um, Just so lean there. Yeah. Let's maybe you can read the statement because it'll have been enough of my voice by the time we get to the end of this. <laughs> um, so we read on. I told her stories of some of the great cans I'd opened over the years. <laughs> <laughs> This guy, this guy, man, this guy. Uh, this she rolled melons. her eyes. We oh, talked about. Yeah, she did. Fucking. Let me start this again. Let me. Okay, I lost it then. Let me start this again. I told her stories of some of the great cans I'd opened over the years. She rolled her eyes. We talked about industrial design and what a funny little device the opener is. I showed her how I opened cans with a book knife. I rhapsodized about cold spaghettios straight from the can. Eventually, she had it all figured out. She had the placement of the tool. She could turn the handle. The can would spin. We were down on the floor by this point, but the kachunk of puncturing the tin still eluded us. We'd been at it for six hours on and off. We were hungry. I'd been tempted many times along the way to guide her hand. I wanted her to experience the magnificence of the can opener so much I couldn't stand the suspense. Neither of us likes baked beans that much, the cupboards are bare, but it seemed so it seemed like a paltry reward for this work. I'd forgotten how finickety the tool really is, particularly when it comes to the puncture. She had it all lined up, but the cutting wheel is a little wobbly by design, and you have to really get on top of it to clamp down. You know the feeling? You misfire the damn thing. Finally, she squeezed down on it, and although it was a misfire, a light went off in her head. The many times throughout the day she'd yelled at me, My brain is fuzzy, I can't think of anything else to try. And I'd say, When your brain doesn't work, trust your hands. She felt the tool. <laughs> she felt the tool click over the lip of the can. I saw it in her hands. By this point, she developed a little ritual of addressing the tool to the can, starting with it on a vertical axis and rotating it to the horizontal while clamping down in a single motion a choreography she looked at me expectantly excitedly after six hours of trying you don't want to express too much hope was this another blind alley the can had been through hell label ripped off dented sharpened and burred a veteran of a thousand psychic wars she knew oh, for though god's sake can i i mean i, I mean do, can we just talk about it? this guy was the fastest sperm imagine the rest i mean this is like i I can't believe like people are allowed to reproduce sometimes i mean this is insane who who does that to a kid six hours come on man like indeed now let's get through the final tweets there's six more to go she sat up again carefully and brought the swinger wing to bear on the can of an S&W baked beans with the meticulousness of Roger Moore extracting a detonator from an ICBM in The Spy Who Loved Me. A soft pop resounded in the room, so different from all the other sounds we'd made. She didn't look up. She knew the action. A little baked bean sauce appeared. She savoured each twist until the lid, as I hoped it would, rewarded by her perfectly standing perfectly at attention, saluting her effort and ingenuity. She was elated and carried it to the kitchen in both hands. She knew this was a commonplace task and a common tool, but also that this was serious business. She knows her dad and the stock I put in these things. A more mechanically inclined kid might have figured it out in minutes. She factored the scale, but was rightfully proud. I'm proud of her too. I know I'm infuriating. I know this is parenting theatre in some ways. I suffer from a lack of perseverance myself. And like all parents throughout history, I'm trying to correct my own mistakes in the way I educate my child. She sees through this. 
The Swinger Wing can opener is a little voodoo doll for us now. It will reappear as an allegory many more times in her life. You can be sure. Yeah, you can be fucking sure of that. Uh, she knows this too, but this is an allegory, a triumph. I wish I had more of those for myself. I wish I had more stories like this. The only problem is now she wants to open every fucking can in the house. Open your fucking can, you twat. What I like fucking is that hell. the way he got so pretentious towards the end there, he was serious. Like, you could tell he was building this up to be almost glory for himself and his daughter. Yeah, yeah. But uh-huh. what happened is instant condemnation Good. from the internet. <laughs> Motherfucker. What a dickhead. So, what do you guys think after having heard... heard no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty annoyed, man. Mate, I've got a baseball bat. I'll open his can. Fucking idiot. Let's not threaten him on a podcast. <laughs> I, I can't reach him. He's in the US. I'm in lockdown. That that lawsuit can reach you, though. Well, sure he can. Sure. If can. we had people that listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole 12 <laughs> listeners, motherfucker. <laughs> Spread the news. I'm going to twat this idiot. I'm going to deck him when I see him. Oh, mate. I'll quite happily deck him. I haven't decked someone in a while, so I'll be happy to. Okay, they're um, gonna deck him with Ron Seal. Um, so, did you? So, so his, his apology. <laughs> yes, Matt. Why don't you? Why don't you apology. go through that? Because I just did a lot of talking. Yeah. So his his apology. Now, bear in mind, I didn't know anything about this until ten minutes ago. And while you were talking, I became so infuriated. I need to do some research uh, on 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 the internet. And I saw the internet. <laughs> Very internet. Yeah. Research. Yeah. Uh, in quotations. And he he made an apology on his website. He did this today. In fact, so a matter of hours ago, uh, and I'll, I'll read it out in its entirety. I'll, I'll try and I'll try and be quick with it. It's got some really juicy bits in it, and it's it's not it's not really very redeeming. Um, <laughs> all in all, he, he's definitely a plum. So, the, the it's titled an apology, and it begins. Hi, I deactivated my Twitter yesterday in a panic. I had to reflect on what I'd done and the hurt I'd caused, and my mind was clouded with an unprecedented flow of new information. I want to acknowledge and make amends for the injuries I caused. I have many things to atone for. My parenting story's insensitivity and the legacy of hurtful language in my past are both profound failures. I want to confront them directly. My story about my daughter and the can of beans was poorly told. I didn't share how much laughing we were doing, how we had a bowl of pistachios yeah, right. between us all day as we worked on the problem, or that we'd both had a full breakfast together a few hours before. Yeah, right. Her mother was in the room with us all day and alternately laughing at us and telling us to be quiet while she worked on her laptop. We all took turns on the jigsaw puzzle. I framed the story with me as the arsehole dad because that's my comedic persona and my fans and friends know it's a bit... What I didn't understand when posting that story was that a lot of the language I used reminded people very viscerally of abuse they'd experienced at the hand of a parent. The idea that I would withhold food from her or force her to solve a puzzle while she cried or bind her to the task for hours without a break all were images of child abuse that affected many people very deeply. Rereading my story, I can see what I'd done. I was ignorant insensitive to the message that my pedant dad comedic persona was indistinguishable from how abusive dads act talk and think i woke up yesterday to find that i had become bean dad hashtag i was a locust for a tremendous outpouring of anger and grief it took me hours to fully grasp i reread the story and saw clearly that i'd framed it so poorly so insensitively bean dad full of uh, br- braggadocio yeah braggadocio yeah, and dickhead swagger was hurting people. I conjured an abusive parent that many people recognised from real life. I am deeply sorry for having precipitated more hurt in the world, for having prolonged or exacerbated it by fighting back and being flippant when confronted, and for taking my Twitter feed offline yesterday instead of facing the music. I wish the parents I modelled didn't exist. I wish no one had to grow up with a parent who tortured them physically. You know what? I would have respected it more if he owned it. Like, this whole fucking idea of apologizing. Like, this apology is... I could wipe my ass with it because it's not an apology. He's such a twit, man. Do, do, do you know what? what I, 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 would, I would go on. It, it, it is kind of long, but there is, there is a lot in here. He brings up racism 
anti-Semitism. How, how racism? Oh, oh, how? Oh, John, 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 down, 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 down. Um, no, so, so the racism comes in from um, some other tweets, which I will quickly read to you. Uh, so these, these are from a number of years ago. He said in 2015 that Hitler was entertaining. Uh, he said in 2012 that Jews ruin everyone's fun. Uh, he said in 2011 seriously though you can say a band is gay or a haircut is retarded they are elastic words n-word is just a slur and he wrote out the n-word um and then he also said uh, just fag which i'm not going to say uh in response to someone on twitter uh so he has form for bad tweets yeah it, yeah wow. th- th- this guy needs to be you should, you should have a license to use the internet you should be you should have the license taken away Internet eugenics. Uh, so uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I, I love you, Matt. <laughs> Internet so, eugenics. Brilliant. So we should we should stop now because I think we've 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 sort of hammered home relentlessly the negativity of Bean Dad. Our listeners, you can make your own mind up about Bean Dad. Uh, the, the material is out there. Reread it. Decide for yourself. But I think the overlyonist Dad's opinion is that he is a. You know the word. You know the word. He's a can. Yeah, he's a can. He's a can. He's a can, so we'll leave it at that. Um, Okay, so we'll take a brief break and then we'll return for the regularly scheduled World of Parenting. So we'll see you in a few mementos. Welcome back to Overly Honest Dads, and it's time for the normal part of World of Parenting, where our boffin, Magnus, gives us a science story, and our silly jester, John, gives us a nonsense story. So, Magnus, why don't you take the floor? Right, so I I have an article today from a newspaper this time, guys. Um, Newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, One of Japan's major newspapers, uh, if I'm pronouncing this correctly, the Mainichi Shimbun. Now the probably article, not. yeah, probably, <laughs> probably the worst attempt yeah. Japanese accent. Our one Japanese uh, listener is probably very disappointed right now. <laughs> <laughs> Offended as shit. <laughs> you said you fucked your sister or something. We 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 we, we, we see the stats tomorrow as a one drop from uh, from Tokyo. Uh, now the article, which was published two days ago, states low weight births in Japan spark new guidelines on weight of mums to curb risks. Now, J- Japan is seeing a bit of a trend in declining birth weights of in- infants, possibly due to pregnant women not gaining enough weight, significantly so. Now, low birth weights, uh, which is babies born weighing less than 2,500 uh, 2, grams, uh, so 2.5 kilograms, isn't great, as we know. It's it's usually closely related to fetal and perinatal mortality, which is the period of time when you become pregnant and up to a year after giving birth. And morbidity, inhibited growth, cognitive development, chronic diseases later in life. It's not a good thing. And Japan has seen the average birth weight of infants decline since the 1970s. The average weight was uh, 3.2 kilograms in 1975. Now, it's a hint over three kilograms uh it's three is three thousand five grams in uh, 2019 now one of the reasons for the the uh the increase in low birth weight babies is due to the rise of the number of underweight women in japan and in 2018 20 percent of women in their 20s and 19.3% in their 30s fell into the underweight category what, what we're talking about here is having a bmi of under 18.5 damn okay. it's, yeah it's, it's, is that it's malnutrition or choice of life what do you think well i, I japan it, is the not article a poor doesn't country. state no it's not it's a very very wealthy very wealthy country, country it's yeah. a very yeah absolutely very well developed country but they have many problems um now the the, the jsoc or japan society of obstetrics and gynecology didn't give a specific number of mothers that this affected but the conclusion to this was drawn from data on 600,000 mothers who gave birth between 2015 and 2017 you know there's a, a, a it's happening to a, a lot of a lot of uh, mothers and uh, in response to this situation which is quite unusual for a developed nation jsoc decided to formulate new guidelines on how much weight a pregnant woman should gain before birth so so Right, pl- play with me here a second, right? Um, hmm. If you look at the 
size of man over millennia you know apparently in jesus day nobody was anywhere near five foot is the idea i mean the the reality is the development of of man of mankind they didn't have the nutrition they didn't have the medicine and therefore they didn't develop and even in the 70s size of people wasn't that elevated and it just seems to have grown in the 80s and the 90s and it seems like we're healthier and bigger now could yeah. it be because and i believe the japanese government did this they actually tax it you know started taxing people that had kids because people started stopped having kids for a while now that they're starting to you know have kids again could that be the reason it's maybe it's a delayed effect on what we maybe we saw in the 70s and the 80s is now going to start happening in Japan later on. Could that be it? I mean, sorry, I'm taking it completely off, you know, off chart. But if I'm thinking about it, you know, in the 70s, in the 80s, people were shorter, and then yeah. they start, mm-hmm. you know, the the because of the development of the country and you know, and in in general, the evolution of man, you know, things develop in a in a bigger way. If that makes sense, yeah. or am I losing my well, mind? It, it, what do you think? No, no, you, you're not. You're absolutely right. The, the reason why we have significantly grown in size is is down to uh, greater access to more nutritional food. That, that's all it is. We all know that Japan has, has got a significantly aging population. Um, that The world's oldest person, uh, 118 years old. It's a significantly uh, Asian population. Uh, as well. <laughs> <laughs> as well. Um, yeah. Uh, to, to, to compound things even further, guys, um, the, because of the pandemic, as well, they're expecting the number of pregnancies to fall quite significantly this year. Um, they're actually expected to reduce by they're not gonna over fall, 11%. They're going to fall, man. People got fuck all yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, J- Japan's in a bit of a situation. You know, they are in a bit of a situation. But, um, you know, John, you, make, you made a good point. The, the article did make allusions to um, food being more expensive. Uh, yeah, because it is expensive. I mean, to, Japan is really expensive. It is really expensive, yeah. Nutrition. You know, lo- low birth weight usually is when mothers have a are experiencing a lack of nutrition yeah um and uh it, it's made illusions that that could potentially be one of the reasons why it doesn't indicate why um but it does say that that is yeah so it's 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 a it's, it's a bad situation those guys are in indeed indeed depressing so, mag thank you so john john <laughs> tell us your story yes Oh, so my story is um, not as good as being dad. Um, <laughs> no, it is actually. This is quite brilliant. Um, and thank you, Matthew, once again for finding it. Yay. Um, so this is from the Metro, as always, because that's all that Matt reads. Um, <laughs> that is read- not true. I just use it for this part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Metro, Metro Matt. Um, and it's uh, it, literally the title of it is Tory said A&E was full of fat mums in pot noodle stained leggings. So, uh, for the American listeners, Tories are the right wings. Uh, so, your Republican version in, in Britain, uh, and one of these sort of Republicans, so to say, or Tories, turn around and said this on Twitter. Um, so, the article goes on as follows: A Conservative chairman has stood down after going on a rant against women and children. In his New Year's Eve message on Twitter. See, Twitter is the end of everybody. People shouldn't tweet. That's, that's, that's literally it. Um, this Gareth Baines suggested that A&E departments were full of fat mums in pot noodle stained leggings with their snot-covered asbokin kids. He also said that many parents were taking their children to hospital just so that they could gain sympathetic likes on Facebook. He wrote, uh, A&E's in Germany aren't full of fat mums in pot noodle stained leggings, PJs, and their kids for, and their kids for a day out at A&E to harvest Facebook likes because their darling little snot covered Asbo fell over. Happy New Year. I mean, I'm going to stop there. What do you think, Matt? What do you think? Well, because <laughs> you're putting your hand up there. The, the Germans wouldn't eat pot noodles. They'd be in currywurst or something like that. So for for, for one, I think he's demonstrating uh, demonstrating an ignorance of of of, of German cuisine. Yeah, but, you know, and considering that the viewpoints of most Tories veer towards the excesses of the Third Reich, I'd have thought that perhaps Tories might be a little bit more. Mm. knowledgeable about different facets of German culinary culture, but that's just me. 
Yeah. Um, to be honest, I think what wound me up about this article more than just the idiot tweet, because again, this is another attention-seeking tweet that an idiot put up. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think it's the fact that he went at the NHS that wound me up a little bit. Um, so the article goes on in saying that in another post, he said, our NHS is treated as a sacred cow and cannot be criticized. Those arguing for reform are deemed to be Satan incarnate. I'm sorry, but after spending most of my life working on the continent, the NHS isn't the best in the world. It isn't one of the best in Europe. I'm Italian. Dude, shut the fuck up. Seriously. I'll be honest. I mean, the NHS is an absolute blessing in this country. And I think, I I, I mean, that probably wound me up the most out of all things. I mean, I think there are things provided here in the UK that, you know, people need to learn to appreciate a little more. And he says he traveled in the continent, this, that, the other. That's fair enough, mate. But... Let's not spit in the plate that you eat, if that makes sense. I think that probably wound me up, but I don't know what you guys think. Oh, I think he's just a just a, a twat, really, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Attention-seeking yeah, twat. Yes, and I think that's all that really needs to be said about that. So that is the end of your tour through the world of parenting, but fear not, the episode isn't quite finished yet. We're going to be back in a moment with Am I Being Unreasonable? Welcome back to Everybody Honest Dads and it's time for Am I Being Unreasonable? So for anyone joining us for the first time, Am I Being Unreasonable is the name of a board on Mumsnet. Uh, The idea is that people post up their problems and the denizens of Mumsnet weigh in with their opinions. And so we read them out and we tell you what we think about these issues. And we're going to start off with a topical lockdown related post. The poster is called Clover 3 and the post is called Am I being unreasonable to send my daughter to nursery? My three-year-old will be starting school next September and she absolutely loves nursery. She's been constantly asking when she can go back after Christmas. Obviously, I don't want her to lose out developmentally if she doesn't go and also want her to be prepared for school. But I'm a stay-at-home mum and I have no real reason to send her in. I also love the nursery she goes to and don't want them to be put in a position where they would have to close due to not getting paid for kids going in. But at the back of my mind, I keep thinking if everybody is being told to stay home and I'm lucky that I don't have to juggle childcare with work like most people at the moment, then am I being unreasonable to send her in? She does also have a little brother at home to play with, so she does still get interaction with children. What do you think? I'm someone who's sent- after you. Yeah, I'm someone sending my kid to nursery uh, and who works full time, and I kind of feel like that's justified. But if you don't have a job and you're a stay-at-home parent, are you follow the rules? Yeah, uh, but uh, man, pa- parenthood is one of those things which is is so relative, like, and it's also so goddamn intense mm. that m- maybe she. Uh, she couldn't cope with it. I fucking, I, I don't know. I'm sending my kid to, I'm throwing my kid at, at the childminder. We have our own little bubble, actually. We have our own little bubble. So it's it's uh, uh, Quinn, her, her friend, um, and the childminder. And uh, we're all, like, keeping away from one another. Um, so I guess, like, I don't know. Like, they're saying that you shouldn't do this. But at the same time, like, Romana's started a business recently which is really picking up um i'm working full time i can't handle my, my crazy little angel she's, she's she's too hyper someone else needs to take care of her during that time and so it's, it's, if i have that opportunity then it's of course i'm going to take it but if you are stay at home mum respect the rules where you can i mean yeah you know you we're know in lockdown three in this country because people don't follow the rules simple Okay. Yeah, respect the rules where you can, I guess. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, so the next post is from Legal Seagull, and <laughs> the post is called Husband Wanting Sex at Ridiculous Times. Am I being unreasonable <laughs> to be really pissed off at my husband? It's not even 9am, and yet he's coming to the bedroom with a brew. It's my turn for a lay-in whilst he's up with a one-year-old and three-year-old. Coffee is appreciated, but then he immediately says, have a sip and perk yourself up, wink, wink. Apparently, the toddlers are downstairs, plumped in front of the TV, and he wants a quickie. He doesn't think that's inappropriate or dangerous at all. They're not nine or ten. The youngest is one years old. I obviously said no, and he went off in a huff. He'll no doubt be feeling sorry for himself that I'm boring and he doesn't get enough. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and tap that ass. <laughs> what, what, what the hell? Uh, hang, hang on a sec. Yeah, but like he's he's obviously got an uh, like a, an issue with alcohol, man. Why? 
A brew, not a, a, a bloody tea. beer. Oh, oh it's a northern thing. Oh, yeah. oh goodness. Forgive me. <laughs> nah, a man. Brew. Like, seriously, oh, when yeah. you got three kids, the moment you got a chance, just get on it. That's what I'm saying. Who who seduces your other half with a fucking Darjeeling? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I got mint tea, baby. Come here. <laughs> Let me show you my mint. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, I, I wouldn't do it. It's a bit weird. Nah, yeah. mate. Straight on it. the worst thing in the world, but it is a bit weird. Yeah, Straight so on it if you can. A Free poster kids. called She Has a Diamond in the Sky says, Yet another revolting sex pest. Someone called The Hop says he can piss off. Because uh, you've never been fucked, right? <laughs> Strawberry Pip says, No, that's icky. Perk yourself up. Vomit. Yeah, no, that that's disgusting. That sounds disgusting. But as a as a parent with three kids, honestly, if you get an opportunity, and just just do it when you can, man. Do it when you can. It's it's healthy. It's healthy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever wherever you are, be it you know bedroom or on the bus. Okay. So the next <laughs> the next post so. is is, is uh, touches on a subject we've we've uh, we've hit on before, but maybe we can revisit it. So the poster is called Nikki Manchester, and the post. Title is sorry, but eighty k a year in London really is a large salary. So sorry, but eighty k <laughs> in London really is a large salary. So I was just reading the unpopular opinions threads, and I noticed more than one poster saying that eighty k a year really isn't a lot of money in London or the southeast. With what with being locked down again and not having much to do, I thought I'd have a look at the actual figures as I had no idea which side of the argument is correct. For full-time workers who live in London, the median salary is 39,500, uh, men 42,700 and women 35,800. If a person is earning 80k a year, then, then they are on the 87th percentile. Although if you're a woman, that places you in the top eight, uh, 95%. Of course, areas in London are very different. And so she splits out salaries uh, in London below. I'm not obviously going to read through them all. Uh, the practical upshot is that, well, if you work in the city of London, then I guess you could argue that 80K isn't necessarily a large salary. What do you think? No, I don't, I, I don't think it's a magnificently large salary. No, I don't think it is for, for London. I, I, I mean, it, I think it depends which zone you're in. Like, the, the, the distinction is a matter of miles. For sure. But in but any case, not. you have to travel in. Even if you say you live in Guildford and you travel into London, you're still talking about three or four grand, five grand a year just for trains. I mean, it's... Yeah. Uh, what I would say, in, in all honesty, I think is the beautiful thing about Corona, I think it will level shit out with regards to salaries because with everybody being able to work from home in offices... I think yeah. a lot more people are going to be moving out. It'll be a different story in a few years' time. That being said, I don't oh. think 80k is is a very high salary. It's a good salary, you know. It's a good salary. Anyone earning that but much if got is, kids, is likely to feel happy that they're earning that much and feel privileged for that position. But you can still end up in a situation where you know you might have rent or mortgage that's between fifteen hundred to two thousand pounds. You will yeah, have exactly. childcare costs food transport everything else and and if you're the main earner in the family and your partner earns significantly less if you're earning 80k your partner might be earning what 30 35k um and yeah. so less than half of what you're earning and so you're essentially subsidizing the rest of the family um it's not yeah, like yeah. you're coming out of things with like a you know a two or three grand just to play with every month you know no, this, this no, be, it all goes somewhere yeah well, and it's not just if, that if we Sorry, go, go on, on, go on, John. Go on, Mike, go on. No, Mike. I was going to say, if, if we were going to throw out some, some figures here, let, let's say, for example, you're in uh, Zone 3. Let's just say, on average, Zone 3, right? Uh, you're looking at rent for, I don't know, um, a Maisonette, uh, 1,600 quid, yeah? Let's say 1,600, for a Maisonette, a house mm. is going to be a little bit more, but it's just going to be shy of 2,000, but 1,600 quid. Now, say you've, you grew up in the area, uh, and maybe your intention is to buy, in the area, or your whole network is here. So sixteen hundred pounds uh, for your rent, uh, including bills. Let's let's including bills. Uh, let's that's say a, your that, food that's bill. unrealistic, Mag. Sixteen hundred including bills is unrealistic. Sixteen hundred would be your let, rent. Let's thing. yeah yeah yeah. yeah. yeah so, don't let's like that's bullshit. Yeah, you're making up fake numbers because you get out. No no no, I'm not. I'm not. Right. No, I'm, I'm I'm thinking about my area here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so 1600, 1700, you know, 1800, thereabout. Um, then take into account the fact that you have to pay for childcare potentially, right? Mm-hmm. Say you have a childminder, uh, 600 pounds because three days a week, I don't know. Oh, no, right? so a grand pounds. a month for us. Yeah, see, there you are, grand a month, right? Then you've got to look at the food bill. Let's say your food bill is 
250 a month yeah it's likely to be more we're we're pushing into serious territory here we're we're not even taking into account travel costs we're not even taking into account maybe you've got a shitty car maybe your car you've got low insurance on your car but it still costs you 100 pounds a month to run right um so you are pushing close to three grand a month now 80k is what is that four i could tell you on on, on listen to taxman but i think it's, it's like, just what, four and four two hundred i think it's 40. Yeah, so, something along those lines right now say say you're a young professional say you are 32 or 31 you have no bank of mum and dad how the fuck are you going to save for a house yep yep what yep, are you going to yep. do you're stuck yeah you can't move out so no, it's 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 a it's a good amount of money, but you're being robbed in the country. The the salary's not the problem here. Well, yeah. it is the problem. It, sh- it should be more, but well, we are being robbed in this country. It's not it's not equivalent. So yeah, great. So the final post for this week is from someone called Secret Mackies, and the thread title <laughs> is "Am I being unreasonable to enjoy a secret McDonald's?" Sometimes. Oh. When I go to do the weekly shop, I'll stop and have a McDonald's on the way home. I sit in my car, listen to an audiobook, whilst enjoying some chips or whatever. We actually <laughs> only live a few minutes away from this McDonald's, so I technically, technically could get everyone one, my dear husband and the kids, and take it home. But I don't mention it. I like the 20 minutes to myself before going back. I know my husband would probably think I was a right selfish cow if he knew. He likes McDonald's every now and again. And the kids, well, obviously they would. Am I the worst wife and mother ever? <laughs> I, I actually do the same thing. Dude, Dude I do on, the same thing. I did it last on, night. On, yeah, on, <laughs> on the way bar. to my mum's. When, when I used to drive to my mum's. She, she's like 10 miles away um, on the other side of London the, the, it, right slap bang in the middle there is a drive through McDonald's and I will go there when I'm coming back to remember which one is that it's the one in Catford yeah man that's exactly the one you I went the to one? yesterday yeah yeah, yeah. you <laughs> just sat in Catford McDonald's it's, and that's my food perfect. man it's perfect beautiful it's perfect you just, you just pull it because it's on the way you pull in and I sit there for 20 minutes yeah mm-hmm. and I, I don't bring anything watch home. a film <laughs> eat some food yep 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 so we're saying that she's not being unreasonable because you no absolutely not no, absolutely it's, not it's a bit selfish but no I get as it as long as no one knows so. you haven't hurt anyone yeah I don't drive so yeah, all my man. McDonald's comes on the back of a moped these days um, oh, oh there we I, go I had, I had McDonald's today actually I had a big tasty with bacon but the bacon not there mm. Oh, oh no. no! Very disappointing. Oh, no. And Contact for the first time in years, I had the sweet and sour sauce with my nugs, but it doesn't really taste much. <laughs> I'm going back to sweet curry. I'm going back. To yeah, sweet, sweet curry is the yep. one. Sweet curry. Uh, is I, where I, it's I demolished food yesterday. Double quarter pounder with cheese and a cheeseburger. Quarter pounder with cheese meal, large. And then went back round another another double quarter pounder. Fucking hell! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your that's, shit that's, uh, must have been meal. Fucking horrendous. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it must have, It must have been like brown water squirting out of a tap. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, on that brown note, we're gonna end the podcast. <laughs> hey. uh, so, thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. If enjoyed is the right word, um, uh, we're certainly very thankful to have the opportunity to come in your ears like we do. Um, uh, so just a bit of housekeeping at the end of the show if you want to see some increasingly good memes go to our Instagram page which John curates now featuring original content that's at Overly Honest Dads you can tweet at us if you should so wish but we probably won't reply or if you want the best way to contact us you can do it via email to overlyhonestdads at gmail.com that's overlyhonestdads at gmail.com send us your thoughts your questions your queries your abuse your praise whatever it is you want and we're also on YouTube. So, and also, don't forget, if you enjoy this shit, rate and review us, subscribe, do all of those wonderful things. We would really appreciate it. All that remains is for me to thank Magnus and John. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Matt. My pleasure. To thank you, the listeners. I've been Matt. Thank you very much. We'll see you again next time.